superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Rich Eisen. He is the baddest man in the NFL. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Joseph, come on. It is good. Are you kidding me, Mr. Wright? Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Five touchdown passes. Tom Brady today. Jackson, he'll keep it on the read option, and he flips in for the go-ahead touchdown. Earlier on the show, Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers. Coming up, Fox Sports NFL analyst Aqib Tlaib. Plus, your phone calls and more. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Hour number two of the Rich Eisen Show on the air, and it's all about you. We already had Aaron Rodgers on in hour number one. He said it was an exaggeration. The reports that he was gone from Green Bay and never coming back. That we heard, how many times did we hear that throughout the I mean, the spring? That took, he's took gone. over the first round of the draft. He is gone. Well, I mean, that was the concept, that yeah. he's gone, he doesn't want to come back. And then a few weeks later, it was like, yep, he's still resolute. Said it was an exaggeration. Also said he never closed the door on coming back the same way he never closed the door in retirement. And I asked him, what's changed? Like, what actual change occurred? And his answer was trust and hope. I wrote it down. He said that they are beautiful things, trust and hope, but it also can lead to despair and frustration. And right now, it's more of a beautiful thing, even though week one wasn't. Monday Night Football tonight. Our YouTube stream was going to have the entire conversation shortly. Brockman, I believe, is in the midst of posting some of the videos of the First hour conversation with Aaron Rodgers on our Twitter feed at Rich Eisen Show. Brockman's a multitasker. Hey, well, I'll be up soon. There you go. Brockman's multitasking. Del Tufo is just a tasker. Good to see you, sir. <laughs> I try. Okay. I try. TJ Jefferson basking in the glow of the Dallas Cowboys winning up the road here. I'm basking, Rich, but I'm also a little bit confused about things. Oh. What are you confused well, about? Well, last week, we the Dallas Cowboys, I yes. say we because that's us, we lose a football game last second to arguably the best team in football, the Tampa Bay Bucks. That only went ahead and proved how terrific they can be. Yeah, but against, we lost We lost yes. by a field goal, right? And yes. then all I heard on social media was, Cowboys suck, Cowboys suck, okay? This week, we win a game last minute yeah. or whatever by a field goal. Yes. And the instantly, the second the game's over, I wrote, all I wrote was tweeted, how about those Cowboys? I start getting tweets saying, Bro, it was just a field goal. Relax. So, wait a minute. So, we oh, lose by a field God. goal, then we suck. If we win Stop by a field reading goal, the comments. it's just... Have you I, I, just, really, I, have you I don't really, understand I mean, people. Look, look, TJ, here's what we're going to do. <laughs> and, and I know this is part of your... 
No, no. I, this is your occupational hazard. Is that it, you, it's not you even, handle, I'm, mad, I'm not, maybe you guys are misreading me. I'm not mad. I'm just pointing out to people how dumb they sound on social media. No, when you I, say I get this it. and then you say this. That's all. No, I'm, I, not. I, I'm not upset. I, I didn't take it personally. I sat back and laughed at it and was no, like, oh, okay. Let me ask you this question. Do you think it sounds like he's taking it personally? No. Uh, I mean, he did, look, he did look, say look, we. No, no. This is what the Dallas Cowboys handled. The Dallas Cowboys have a bunch of people who love to watch them flop, and then when they win, they don't want you to sit there and talk about, I, I, let me handle this for you, okay? The Dallas Cowboys are the best team in the NFC East, okay? I thought the Washington football team with Ryan Fitzpatrick would have something going, and I know Taylor Heineke looked terrific. I need to see a little bit more out of that. Dak looks healthy. They, they showed up balanced yesterday. Yeah. They showed up balanced yesterday. And if this team is balanced, if this team can run the ball and ha- not can, is willing to run the ball. How does that sound? Like if this that. team is willing to run the ball 31 times, they're going to be a problem. They're going to be a big problem. They're going to be a big problem because at some point Dak's going to be called upon to win a game and he has proven he can do that. And they've got receivers to do it. They've got speed, man. You know, also, and they've got team depth, and we saw that. We saw that yesterday, and so congratulations to you and Dallas Cowboys fandom. I want to get to us now, me and you. <laughs> hey, Rich. Me and you. Hey, bud. Damn you, <laughs> sir! <laughs> and everything that you stand for. Did the text go? Hold on a second. That seems like kind of harsh. No, no. (laughs) I don't mean, I'm not damning you to a certain spot. Okay, thanks. Damn you to hell. But at some point, (laughs) what you have been feeling and sensing, despite last year's, what appears to be hiccup, (laughs) at some point it's going to happen to the New York Jets. And everybody who roots for the New York Jets deep down knew yesterday was coming. They knew Belichick has rookie quarterbacks for breakfast, lunch, dinner, a mid-morning snack, an afternoon snack, a late evening snack. Midnight snack. Midnight snack. He wakes up at 3 in the morning dreaming of snacking. (laughs) And especially when it's a quarterback who to the eye of many beholders, looks like he's 11, (laughs) okay? And certainly when he's a New York Jet quarterback. And Zach Wilson showed up yesterday in a big football game, his home debut. And who was there but New England? And yes, Belichick's got 20 years in New England alone And he is the greatest. And yes, they went and made a bunch of free agents spending. Yeah. But they showed up with the same record yesterday. And they showed up with the same scenario. Rookie quarterbacks learning the ropes of what it's like to come off of a loss, what it's like to play in the NFL, what it's like to learn your scheme, You could say the rosters are different, and that is something that's not equal. Mm -hmm. Nor is the coaching not equal. But just the general same sense, your rookie 
my rookie. You're 0-1? I'm 0-1. And that's when it all went in different directions. Four picks for Zach Wilson. Felt like it was going to be seven or eight. picks for Zach Wilson. And it looked terrible. It looked brutal. And to do it against New England is the worst possible timing. In your own house. So you're going to get the long-time listeners, first-time callers. Here's the Newsday headline back page. It's just, welcome New York kid Wilson booed during Jets' four-interception loss to Patriots. You're not in Provo anymore, Toto. And it just says bad, and the word bad is right next to his number, too. It says too bad. It is too bad. It is too bad. But it's to be expected for a rookie quarterback taking on a master like Belichick for the first time in a blood sport rivalry when the other guy in Belichick is starting his own rookie quarterback. Sage words out of Robert Sala, the new head coach of the New York Jets, yesterday. When you have a rookie quarterback, and you know, and they have a rookie quarterback too. I mean, shoot, it's it's just having confidence that it's okay to play a boring game of football. You know, that that's that's really it. And he is he is an electric dude. He's competitive as crap. He's and uh, he wants to win so bad. But you know, it's, sometimes it's okay to be boring, and uh, and that's probably the biggest lesson that we can take out of this one. And Salah's going to hear it this week in New York City. He's got the thick skin to do it. I think he's going to be just fine doing it. But here's the deal. You say all wheels, no brakes since you show up. And now you're telling the kid just occasional wheels <laughs> and occasional brakes. Right. You got to know when to dip the wheels and hit the gas or it's all gas, no brakes. By the way, I gave the eight, skating, right? I'm sorry. No I'm sorry. I gave I gave the 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 roller skating 70s. Rig. It was what all gas, no brakes. Is that what it was? Yeah, so, so just no give break, it a little bit of singular break. Oh, no. singular <laughs> Whatever it was, it's just now it's just like be boring. So it's kind of mixed messages, but it's a very important message to take from it. Because you know what's boring? This is boring. 22 or 30, 186 yards, no touchdowns, 89 rating. That's boring. You know whose record, whose stat line that was? Mac Jones. Mac Jones. You know who looked really terrific because he knew where to go with it and didn't make any mistakes? Didn't score any touchdowns in the air, but, really you know, right. when Damian Harris is running through everybody in the Jets uniform to really stick it and show what they're about, boring works. You know where you get boring from? This guy talking about his quarterback. You tell me if this works. Go for it. You know, we did some good things here. We hit a few balls. Um, but, you know, overall, we, we got to do a little bit better. We had a few third-down conversions, and and then there was some, you know, we had a little pressure. So, you know, it's all come down to a good team offense. You know, it's not just about one guy. We got we to block. We got to throw, catch, get open, run the ball. So string good plays together. So we just got to – offensively, we just got to string more good plays together. I mean, did they win or lose yesterday? Hold on a second. That from a guy who, 
Let me ask you this, since you've been around these parts a long time, uh-huh. Christopher, not just this show part, me part, you part, us part, but this rivalry part. Sure. Belichick's had some great moments against the Jets, right? Yeah. Satisfying moments, yeah. personally, yeah. professionally yeah. satisfying moments, wouldn't you say? Ooh, I would okay. say so, yeah. Okay. Many of them. Many. We've even seen him grinning on the sideline, yeah. right? Like a uh-huh. Cheshire cat. Yep. That never happened. Where do you think going into the Jets' home with the rookie quarterback that was left on the board for him to take after the Jets took their rookie quarterback, demoralizing their rookie quarterback, yep. making him in whatever ways you want to make him or whatever, four interceptions. You took, they took the ball away four times yep. while your guy came up with his first career win. Where do you think that ranks on his personal scale of, boy, that's delicious, if he allows himself those moments? I would say top two or three. It's way up there. Yeah, way up there. That was the answer he gave. (laughs) And I will just say this to put a point on it. It sucks. It stinks. It's awful. And... Does it make it a little bit better that Trevor Lawrence also looks terrible? Yeah. Terrible? Yeah. I, mean, uh, I wouldn't say that Trevor looks he, terrible. Dude, or he's 0-2. 0-2. And, oh, and, and they, he struggled also. Zach looked the worst of them all. I'm not going to sugarcoat it, okay? But the fact that he's 0-2 also and he's struggling, it does it does help because I'm from New York and I have a lot of spite and bile in me. <laughs> but it's got to happen. These things have to happen. Did I want him to come fresh out of the box looking like Mahomes? Of course. He doesn't have the roster. Things aren't the same. He's got to go through it. Yeah. And he's going through it. And I'm glad he's going through it. I just want to make sure he gets through it healthy and that he does take Salah's advice. Boring's good. You know what advice I got when I first started at Sports Center? Well, from Keith, right? Keith Olbermann told me, do, because I was just like trying to make plays, trying to make plays, making yep. everything a joke. Everything was a joke. Mm-hmm. And it was too much. The whole less is more. He told me, do an entire, do, do one, one highlight, an entire highlight without a joke. Then do two of them. Then do an entire segment. Then do an entire half a show without a joke. Then do an entire show without a joke. Then do five more of them in a row. Then go home and saying, I'm the most boring sports center anchor ever. <laughs> and then do more of that. <laughs> and then you're halfway there. Oof. Why would you, you want to do that? Though? Because you got to get the nuts and bolts down first. And you don't want to push it when you don't have to or shouldn't. Because it makes the entire broadcast, or game in this instance, a failure. But you've got to go through it. Which is why the Bears have got to get Justin Fields out there. you got to. Didn't look pretty when he went out there because Andy Dalton got hurt against the Cincinnati Bengals. As a matter of fact, there was an interception that made it a game. Okay. It made it a game. He made a terrible mistake and it almost cost the Bears, but Joe Burrow threw three interceptions on three consecutive passes, which shows you he's still going through it. 
going into a place like Chicago. You got to learn. You got to take your knocks and you will get better. Now, what happens? Could he be, could he, could he be hurt? Could he be destroyed? Could his career be over? Well, obviously, you don't want him to get hurt and you don't want him to get totally demoralized. But you drafted him for a reason and you got to get these knocks in. And again, kudos to Matt Nagy for sticking to whatever he thinks he should be sticking to. We're not in a meeting room. We're not in a film room. We're not in a locker room. He is. But as I told him, when he was on this show after drafting Justin Fields, all of that that's taken into account by a coach as he's trying to grow the seedling into a beautiful garden. How was that for imagery? Nice. Thank you. I like it. That at some point, you will not have the luxury. You gotta throw him out there. Dalton gets hurt. It might be this coming week against Cleveland after all that we said, like get him in against the Rams because Miles Garrett is just as much or close to a grown-ass man as Aaron Donald. You got to get him up to speed. Now, Dalton, it appears, does not have the dreaded ACL injury, but he does have a knee injury. Is it going to be Justin Fields? Is it going to be Andy Dalton? What if Dalton is hurt Obviously, the guy's going to start. But what if he's healthy? Question was put, I think, by Brad Biggs of the Bears media conglomerate or the covers the Bears there in, in Chicago of Matt Nagy about an hour ago. If Andy's healthy, is he your starter? If Andy is healthy, is he your starter? Ah, uh, that's something that I'm not going to get into with scheme. That's not scheme. Of course, of course it is. That, that's, that's 100% scheme, Brad. With a smile on his face. Scheme. Here's the scheme. Of course, because Dalton, his way of scheme is is that Dalton's, the scheme for Dalton is going to be radically different than the scheme for Justin Fields. Or his scheme is he wants to keep it to himself. Depends on the type of scheme. And then Bears PR just came into the media room to deliver a message from Matt Nagy. Brad Biggs tweeting out, Andy Dalton is the team's starting quarterback when he is healthy. OMG. I'm telling you, the lid's already on a boiling pot there. They want to see this kid. What's going on? The longer he doesn't play, the question's going to be, what's wrong with the kid? Because Trevor Lawrence has just lost two games in a row for the first time. Ever. Since May- well, yeah. I mean, it, probably in anything in his life, like cards, jacks, however you want. Has he lost, or lost it two games in anything? Flip cup. I don't know. Right? Flip cup. <laughs> Rock, paper, scissors. I don't know. Quarters. <laughs> Quarters. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Zach Wilson is getting booed in his home debut. Okay? That doesn't happen. That's probably the first time it's happened to him in his life. Okay. Mac Jones, though, just went into New York and played New Jersey and just played a boring game. Guess who's got to win? 
Guess who looks like he's getting it? It he's was boring, though. It was really boring. Doesn't matter, though. You're winning. You've yeah. come up with a W. You're yeah. one and one. So the difference matters. between 0 and 2 and 1 and 1 and making the playoffs, like I told you, is 30%. Jets now have an 11% chance on average of making the playoffs. Patriots, 41%. And they're tied for first. And yeah. the team that just beat them might not have Tua for a while. That's true. We'll get that update on his ribs later on. Warren's good, but you got to also get your kid out there and let him take his lumps. Boy, though, I mean, Nagy sticking to his guns. If he starts Andy Dalton against Cleveland, if Dalton is healthy enough to start against Cleveland. Yeah, what does that tell you? It tells you he is consistent with what he told us way back in May. Yeah. I was there when Alex Smith played and Patrick Mahomes watched. I was there. And then yada, yada, yada. And that's what he said the plan was for this year. And he's sticking to the plan like Coach Dale with four of his hickory kids on the floor. And the fans are going nuts. His response that it's just scheme, it's not scheme, it's a starting quarterback. Well, the X's and O's, it is scheme. Dalton's scheme for the Bears offense, radically different than Justin Fields' scheme. Not getting into scheme. Well, it's not scheme. It's about what the fans want. (laughs) That's the in talking. And that's what's at play right now in Chicago. And what we're seeing amongst us in the Patriots and the Jets. My kid's taking his lumps. His kid is taking his wins and headbutting Kendrick Bourne in the process. And they're loving it. I'd rather, of course, have what he's got than what I'm getting or what the Niners are getting which is something not pretty on the road, 2-0. And at some point, Trey Lance will be unwrapped, fully and completely. And you got a head coach who's got the ability to make it all kind of work. And that's your, and also the ability to hear from people saying, what are you doing? And him saying, I'll let you know what I'm doing on my own damn time because I got management behind me and I got a track record. And Kyle Shanahan. And that is your rookie update through two weeks in the NFL 2021. 844-204-RICH, number dial. Your phone calls overreaction Monday. Akib Tlaib, who called the Gus Fest in Arizona (laughs) between the Vikings and Cardinals. He's coming up, too. Take a break. Your calls, 844-204-RICH, when we come back. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. 
Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. Then comes the conversation about... um, you and Justin Fields and what plan you see for him right now. That's probably the million dollar question for so many people. Uh, So many of our fans across the country, our city of Chicago, our players, coaches, everybody. And I understand from the front end, from an outsider's perspective, Hey, it's real simple. This, this kid, you know, how do you not play him? He's so talented. He's got to play week one. He's got to be the starter week one. How do you not do that? Well, there's a lot of things that go into that. And for me, I was fortunate enough to be in a similar, I'm not saying the same, but similar situation with Alex Smith and, and Patrick. And the blueprint of that, um, of being able for me to be involved in every one of those meetings, every one of those practices, every one of those travel days on the bus and airplane to the hotel, every one of those sideline conversations that we had uh, from week one until the end of the regular season and into the playoffs. In the end, it ended up working for both of them. And that's at least where we're going to start. We have a guy in Andy Dalton that we have a lot of belief in. He's had a nine-year career. Um, and a lot of he's seen a lot of different defenses, and he's come in here to be able to help us out as much as he can. And I think when you bring Justin into the mix, there's so many different things that he has to learn that go into being an NFL quarterback. And, you know, he's sending us video clips of just the simplicities of calling a cadence at the line of scrimmage from his bedroom so we can hear the cadences and what it sounds like with the voice inflection. He hasn't had to really do that in college. It's a knee lift or a clap of the hands. And so everything that we all take for granted that we think is simple, when you get to rookie minicamp for the first time and you're calling a cadence at the line of scrimmage or you're calling a play in a huddle, which you really never had to do, that's hard. That's different. And it takes time. And what that does is it takes away from your strengths as a football player that we all see what you do. And so we got to make sure as a staff that we take it step by step and don't rush it. If we rush it and we take this thing too fast and he's not ready, it's going to be bad for the Chicago Bears and it's going to be bad for Justin Fields. And in the end, this needs to be the best decision for the Chicago Bears and for Justin Fields. So you're you're making him take selfie videos in his his room, going through the cadence of plays that, uh, that are that are on that BU play sheet yeah. that you hold up. <laughs> so it's going. Yeah, yeah. So he's sending us uh, video clips of what his voice sounds like, and ha- like he's at the line of scrimmage from his bedroom. And then Coach Flip, our quarterback coach, passing game coordinator, is. Uh, having them do a bunch of flashcards and drawing up every motion formation shift that we have in the offense. And it's literally day one, 101, so that he can come in here and and step-by-step learn how to play the quarterback position. That's what he said back in May, and he's sticking to it right here in September. Back on uh, the Rich Eisen Show is one big happy radio television simulcast family. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. Christopher, get your uh, overreaction Monday stuff in a, in a row. Let's go. Mike Del Tufo, get your music ready, but let me take a couple calls first, okay? Got it. Take I'm, some I'm calls, just telling everybody to get ready. Everybody ready. get ready. Okay. Okay. Huh. Ready. Okay. Ready. All right. So I'm calling plays here. Okay. I did well in the film room. Omaha. I, Omaha. I start around Ed. here every every week. 
Um, let's go to Dusty in North Carolina. You're here on the Rich Eisen Show. What's up, Dusty? Uh, is this RES Consulting? Yes, yes sir. Yes, yeah. it is. We're yeah. on the phone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're here for you. How may we help you, Dusty? How, hey, we, how may we, we help you? We had a big weekend here in the Carolinas. Uh, got to go to the Tar Heel game Saturday night and see Sam Howell get his season back on track. Josh Downs with that incredible catch in the end zone. Yep. And then how, how about my Panthers yesterday? That defense. Yes, sir. Holy smokes. They look terrific. I mean, and, you know, I, I'm, I'm coming into the season, I went back and forth on who the sleeper team in the NFC is, and I went with a team that's still asleep in the Giants <laughs> um, and, and said it was a close call between them and Carolina. Um, but guess what? Sam Darnold watching Zach Wilson go uh, 0-2 and throw four interceptions against the guy who he once saw ghosts against, throws for 300 yards against the Saints team that had just put the bang thing on Aaron Rodgers, and Aaron Darnold's 2-0. Uh, Sam, Sam uh, Darnold is uh, 2-0 for the first time since the 2017 USC football season. So looking, good looking for him. Great. You know? He's looking great. J.C. Horn had a little GCP at the end of the game with a pick to wrap things up. Yep, and uh, New Orleans uh, had only 128 yards on offense. That's the lowest ever since Sean Payton's taken over the Saints. Yeah, it's great. And now they got a short week, and it looks like they got Davis Mills to beat up on. That's going to be your starting quarterback for the Texans in, in Houston just a few days. So you've got to be fired up. Could go 3-0. Could go 3-0. No doubt about it. So, congrats, Dusty, on your on your good weekend right there. Hey, register. Yeah. Hey, it's higher register. Here's here's the issue for Carolina is, um, and thanks for the call. Uh, uh, there was another uh, division contest yesterday, and you saw how Tampa comes out strong as Tommy and Gronky find each other twice again. And last year it was just Rob Gronkowski knocking the rust off. This is now the Rob Gronkowski Patriots fans know. Okay? This is the Gronk that's going to the Hall of Fame. Last year, it was kind of like a nice, you know, story part of Tom's return. Is Gronk's there. Hey, we haven't seen him in a while. And it was just like, yeah, don't know what he's got left in the tank. And what he's got left in the tank is everything in the tank. And he's a tank. And everybody's a tank. (laughs) And this is it. And yet still, yet still, Atlanta put its foot down. Um, We started seeing some wild stuff, like a first down or two out of Kyle Pitts. Yeah. Right? Ridley engaged, and Cordero Patterson has got like a nice little slash roll here. Sorry for people have Mike Davis on fantasy. (laughs) Um, Three-point game. 28-25. Here we go. And then the Bucks scored the next 20 unanswered, and that will wrap it up. As Matt Ryan, we love him. We love him. He, he's – I'll just say this. I'll say it because I got to call it as I, I know, say it. Well. I just got to call it as I say it. He had a touch of the shop in him yesterday. Oh, touch of the shop. We bit of the shop. Yeah. Which is – We bit of the shop. We that's, bit of the shop. That's pretty Pass that one. Tell tell Sarah she can have that in her next stand-up act. I also think the Bucks just get bored. They were just no, taking care of that stop. game. They get a little bored. Suddenly it's close, and they're like, oh, right, we're the Bucks. We have everybody back, and Tom Brady, let's just blow this out now. Well, it was a defense that, again, every every yeah. single time that Matt was throwing, it was being brought the other way, which is the touch of the shop. Wee bit of the schwab. Two pick sixes from Mike Edwards. Yeah. Who's like the last guy you talk about. I don't even know who that is. Yeah, very good. (laughs)
So Tampa's now 2-0. and Guess where they're coming? <laughs> you guys re- get ready. You're not selling your tickets next week, right? Oh, no. I'll be uh, there. I can't go. Whoa. Whoa. What do you mean you can't I got to go? work. I can't. Brady Rich. at Rams? You're going to miss Tom Rich, Brady here? Rich, Rich, let me explain something to everybody. I worked his first Super Bowl, and I've worked everyone since except for one. I don't need to see Tom Brady play football again. <laughs> I can sell my tickets to this one. I would love to go. I'm at Fox. I have to actually work. Okay. Right. Yeah. Right. He's a professional. Well, can I'm I have sorry. your Can I have your seats? Because they're better oh, than Chris's. We- <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you something. Lower than mine. My seats are. <laughs> Nathan in LA, you're here on the Rich Eisen Show. What's up, Nathan? Hey, Rich. Good to talk to you again. Right back at you. What's going on? Uh, honestly, I, you just brought it up. Can you think of a Can you think of the last time a Week Three matchup? was as big and as sexy and as juicy as Rams Bucks. Well, then the next week is uh, early in the season. Hey, bro, next uh, next uh, two uh, road games, the Bucks is uh, is all that plus the biscuit because they got to come out here and play the Rams in SoFi. <laughs> as I don't know if Tom's going to be measuring the drapes, you know, right? Measuring for drapes, measuring the windows for for his visit next February, just to see how it feels in the building. Just take it for a little spin before he buys the car. You know, um, and then uh, well, and then well, and then he the goes Rams, back. The Rams can tell him where all the cool spots are because they plan on that already. This That's correct. Yeah. And then here for, for I know. February. And then uh, and then the following week uh, back at New England on Sunday night. Oh. And, you know, bro, thanks for the call. You know, because Mac Jones already oh. shot. This is just you could see it coming. You could see it coming down a pike because oh, be so New England's next game is a home against the Saints. That's going to be an interesting one. Because if Mac Jones can beat Jameis in the same way Sam Darnold just did, coming with a little head of steam with Tom coming in. Oh, all right. Baby. Hot take. Mac oh. beats Tom. All right. Now that's so, overreaction so, so, Monday. So, so, what a perfect, what a so perfect segue to overreaction Monday right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Hit it, please. That was terrible. That was crap. That was garbage. That's crap. That's overreaction Mondays. Monday. All right. The floor is yours, Christopher. All right, he's on a pace for 8,000 touchdowns this year and 48,000 yards. Tom Brady's going to have his best statistical season ever. That's not an overreaction. Why would that be an overreaction? Why would that be an overreaction? Mike Evans even... Because he's 44 years old. When Mike Evans limped off the field yesterday, did you think at all that's it for him for at least the next four to six? Right? A little bit, yeah. Guess who came back on the field? He caught a touchdown. Right. His third, right? Did he have two? Or is that he, had, it? he had two yesterday. Okay, so this is second. I, I lost track. Well, Gronk had two, and Evans right. had two. OJ Howard is like, don't forget, Cameron Brate's the king of like the. He might be the best third string tight end in the business. Well, he caught the Super Bowl trophy. They're, that's they're, right. They're, that's, they're, right. Yeah. that's right. He's got practice. Why wouldn't he? Is the question. Yeah. Godwin, Evans, Gronk. It's sick. It's Antonio sick. Brown. And they're not running it inside the 10. They're just throwing it every time. Fournette is wearing number seven. He looks terrific. He's signing it, giving it to fans. So cool. That's not an overreaction at all. That is feasible and real and happening. Well, Rich, it's real and spectacular right now. (laughs) It might be overreaction because there's only been, what, three guys who've ever thrown for 50 50 touchdowns in the season. So at 44, which he's already... You know, yeah. he, he creates right. history every time he steps on the field. Yeah. That would be that'd be pretty amazing. Right? I know that. He's already got nine, TJ. Wow. Yeah. And two. He's got nine and two games. Two games. 
Okay, what else? All right, Chris? TJ, this is for you. Let's go. Hey, Tony Pollard is the Cowboys' best running back. Oh. <laughs> this is a good one. Man. This is a good one. I mean, TJ? That is an overreaction on a Monday right Settle there. Settle down just a little bit. I, I, I don't know. He looks he better looks to me. so fast. <laughs> he looks fast. How but fast does he look to can you? I, can I just say this? Yeah. To, to be a successful running back, there's many facets to the game. you got to run the ball great. And that's sure. obviously. Of course. But pass protect, too, which Zeke is amazing What at. Zeke does in that pass protection uh-huh. is so underrated, he doesn't get any credit for it. Like, yeah, he didn't run the ball well against Tampa because he was saving Dak's life. So, you know, Pollard, yeah, he, he's playing well, and I love it. I hope he gets 100 every yard. Every game, excuse me. But to say he's better than Zeke, uh, I think that's a little bit Good of a one, Chris. No, I like it. <laughs> a little I like it. I like it. What else All you right, got? Uh, we touched on it. I know how you feel about this, Rich, but Justin Fields was going to start the rest of the season. He should start the rest of the season. But he won't. And we love Andy, but, like, come on. But he won't. you got to take the lumps now. Because guess what? He will learn. It'll be great. The idea it, that he will then show up next year like Mahomes, you're going to take your lumps next year. Yeah, right. Take them now. Learn from him now, and maybe he can actually start looking terrific now. And he'll run away from the line that's not protecting him. Now. Not an overreaction. And the reaction that that Nagy's going to get the longer that he stands there like Coach Dale with Andy Dalton's scheme and his leather (laughs) satchel that he's waving at the howling fans saying, my guy's on the floor. I don't know how long he's going to be able to get away with that. What else over there? AFC West. The Raiders or Broncos can win this division. That's an overreaction. That's an overreaction. Kansas City is the best team in the AFC. They can't stop the run. That's understand. I get it. Totally get it. And the autumn wind is, in fact, a Raider. Blustering <laughs> in done, from Pittsburgh. Getting set to take on Miami. A team that will not be able to turn to Ryan Fitzpatrick at the end of the game and have his head headgear turned by... <laughs> A member of the Raiders' defense that has been definitely tightened. I get it. It's a different team this year. Kansas City is the best team in the AFC. They even couldn't stop the run last night, right? That we've established that. Well established. They couldn't. They couldn't. They had the game won. Edwards Alaire hangs on to the ball. Butker's going to kick that thing through the uprights. They had that game won still. Even with everything that happened last night, that game was won. A great play by Owe. Shut it down. Tip your cap. Move on. Win the AFC West. But I think it's Chiefs Chargers next week, isn't it? Oh, baby. Chargers could send the Chiefs to one and two, and then all of a sudden something happens in Kansas City that you've not heard in a while. It's like, what's going on? What's wrong with us? (laughs) The R-E-L-A-X train for Mahomes has never been written, ever. Okay. What else, Chris? Arizona Cardinals. Yes. They're the best team in the NFC West. No. The Rams have struggled two the weeks Rams in a row, even though they've no. gotten wins. Rams beat the Bears by 20. Yeah, but it was a close game until late. Yeah. They I'm, coughed up a big lead I, yesterday. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to... 
Kyler Murray's the most exciting player yeah, in the league. I mean, Mar- he is exciting. And this team is so exciting. And Gus Johnson and Aqib Tlaib should call every Cardinal game. Okay? They should call every Cardinal game. And Murray still has the mistakes. And then how does DeAndre Hopkins disappear? Even after the game, Cliff Kingsbury said, I could have called better plays to try and get, get him the ball. He didn't have he a single catch teamed. after the first quarter. I know. I'm still I'm still riding with the Rams, and, and the Niners aren't even close to how good they can be, I don't think. So I'll say that's an overreaction. But you're on fire today, Chris. I really like all Oh, Rich, this one's for Tony you. Tony Pollard, oh, this one's for you. The running back oh, oh. the Dallas Cowboys have <laughs> is a great overreaction. <laughs> this hey. one's for you, Rich. Okay, what do you got? The Jets should have kept Sam Darnold. Oh, my God. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. I mean, we said that last year a few times. (laughs) I mean, the dude goes... He's seeing wins right now. I mean, remember, Rich, we were like, why, why draft a quarterback of all these holes that are already not allowing Darnold to be great? You're just going to put Zach Wilson in there. He's going to have the same problem. Here's the thing also, is that... um, in the same way, and thank you for the call. <laughs> no, no, problem. <laughs> no problem. Hang up, Mike. No, no, I'll say this. I'll, I'll, I'll say this. Dropping. I'll say this. I'll take a couple minutes here. In the same way, Ben Simmons is no longer a viable player in Philadelphia. Which is where he's going to be. I believe <laughs> Sam Darnold lost his viability in New York okay. to a certain extent that the Jets wisely made a decision they didn't want to saddle a new coaching staff with that. They'd rather start from scratch, general manager, coach, and quarterback than try and reclaim somebody else's draft choice and own how poorly the team has developed him right from jump. So I gave a nuanced answer <laughs> to a segment that is just filled just, with hot takes hot and takes. knee-jerk reactions. <laughs> so that's my answer that that is an overreaction. Yeah, right. The reality of the boots on the ground made this so. <laughs> In addition to the fact that there wasn't, of course, a Bosa available for the Jets to choose second overall or a clear monster defensive player from Ohio State or anywhere <laughs> that was available second overall for the Jets to say we'll take that kid on defense and stick with Sam and use the other first round pick that we got in the trade for Jamal Adams to surround Sam but kudos to Sam for being 2-0 and and looks like he's got a great shot to be 3-0 and and fun for him good for him and damn you, Chris Brockman, again. Good job, Christopher. Nice, nice. All right, we'll take a break. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. I saw something in college football I despise with the fury of a thousand sons, and it has nothing to do with officiating oh. or a rule book. Or Ohio State. It's a play call that is akin to some of these rules like fumbling through the end zone. That's next. How would you rate your season to date, Lamar? Uh, I don't know, you know, because we had we had our ups, you know, at first week, and then we just had our downs. 
Um, usually, you know, we're a high-level high offense, um, but it's been all right. You know, it's not what we want to be, but, you know, we, we instead of winning, so it's all right, I guess. It just from the eye test, it looks like things aren't coming as easy for you this year. Is that a safe way to look at it that things are uh, I feel um you know it's it's a lot of it's a lot of with schemes you know um we're going against defenses um they call out our plays stuff like that like they know what we're doing so a lot of that you know sometimes you know stuff won't go our way if they beat us to the punch so you're you're hearing on the other side of the line of scrimmage the defense calling out your plays that's what yeah they definitely do like run stuff like that uh watch out for this watch out for that sometimes that's what's going on so, so how do you how do you combat that Lamar. So we, I guess we're going to have time and let coach, you know, let us know what he sees upstairs, mm-hmm. and we just go from there. Would you want to run more? Would you want to run more or no? no. I definitely like to pass more. <laughs> right. Definitely like to pass more. Okay, so you prefer to just be back there and pick teams apart with your arm and, and uh, let them and let my guys do their job. You know, let Gus and Mark and um, J.K. and Justice run the ball, not me. Only if I have to. Don't get me wrong. Like I'm dropping back stuff, not open downfield, Dan. I do what's, you know, what's, what's best for the team. Other than that, like direct runs are cute, uh, like little RPO, stuff like that. I want to give you the opportunity uh-huh. uh, to, to respond to the narrative of you that when it's a, a, a playoff game or a game against a, a team that is above you in the standings or is a, a, on par with you in terms of being a Super Bowl contending team that you have your troubles in that game. What do you say to that? Uh, I mean, you know, I'm I'm trying to win the game. You know, probably I say I do do a little too much. You know, trying to win the game, but no, nah, I don't think I you know perform least against big team because last year you know we played against Patriots, we beat the Patriots, undefeated Patriots, we beat the Texans, uh, we beat the Rams, um, we beat the undefeated Forty Nine ers stuff like that. Like these big games, you know, people was keyed in on, and I don't know where this stuff coming from. You know, playoffs. Um, I was a rookie. You know, people didn't even think we was making it to the playoffs. We end up going. Uh, then last year, you know, um, guys were banged up. Our key guys banged up in the game, so it's it's a lot more pressure on us. So we're trying to do whatever we can, you know, take the pressure off those guys, and we just didn't pull it off. That, that's all to it, you know. Um, regroup and you know, focus on this year now. How much do you pressure? How much pressure do you put on yourself, and maybe in a self scout situation for something like that? Then Lamar. Uh, I wouldn't say I wouldn't put a lot of pressure on myself. You know, just trying to do too much. I say like sometimes just trying to probably try to force something that shouldn't do you know stuff like that they're trying to do too much sometimes that was lamar last year now obviously a different story after last night 844-204-RICH number to dial great overreaction monday so you know what there are certain things that i get triggered by right in the football world that i hate with the fury of a thousand sons (laughs) factual the tuck rule was one of them, right? The catch rule being fixed is another one. The, the fact that the tuck rule was brought into the world again, resuscitated by ACC officials between <laughs> Notre Dame and Florida State two weeks ago, kind of triggered me. You know what also triggers me uh, um, is the, the rule of fumbling through the end zone. And that the ball goes from the team that was marauding their way to the goal line marauding and the ball gets handed to the defense that's on its heels hey you're rewarded for your bad work because the ball rolled an inch beyond the pylon as opposed to front of the front of the pylon stays the offense inch beyond the pylon it's yours congratulations your football great good job
That's not a good Oh, no, no, no. The end zone is special territory. It needs to be treated as such. That's why you get points. Ball gets in that end zone. That's why the ball, when it is touched down, it's touched down. But the catch rule's been fixed. I forget which game it was. Um, I think it might have been the Rams and the Bears. Wasn't there a touchdown where the ball, the, the receiver placed the ball on the ground and it would have been... Ruled no catch, no touchdown back in the day, but now it's just like, we get it. Come on. It was a catch all the way to the moment that the receiver broke his fall using the ball on the ground. They fixed. These sorts of things trigger me. Hmm. There's another thing that triggers me, and I saw it. I saw it this weekend. This is what triggers me. The goal line fade on a fourth down. Oh, boy. Do I hate that? Terrible. That oh. is the perfect way for the coaching staff to say to the fan base and the kids being asked to go ahead and run that play. Eh. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're out of ideas. <laughs> just flip it up there. I'll just sit here and watch. I'll crack open a beer. <laughs> right. The whiteout. Penn State University. What a scene. Mm-hmm. Auburn. Goes in there. Bo Nix leading the team down the field fourth quarter. Fowler and Herb Street doing their thing. I'm sitting there watching it. And I saw this fourth quarter drive. That kid, Jacquez Hunter, on that fourth quarter drive, leaping over Nittany Lions like he was Saquon. And Saquon was there. Yeah, I tweeted that out. Kid going Saquon in front of Saquon and 100,000 people who love Saquon. Somebody responded to me, eh, Saquon would have cleared him completely. <laughs> I mean, and I'm like, good point. Good point. Good point. Good point. Good point. You got a point there. Point. Hunter's leg kind of clipped the top of whichever defender he leaped over. And here we are. Fourth and goal from the two. What do they do? In the 21st century, with weapons everywhere, they go goal line fade. I couldn't believe it when Knicks put that ball up. Because the goal line fade, it's a it's it's a coin flip. Yeah. It's a coin flip. And it's not even and that that might even be doing it a little bit better. I think it's less than 50-50 because it's not just because when you say it's a coin flip, it's a 50-50 ball. Mm-hmm. You're assuming the ball's going to be thrown properly. Right. You're assuming the kid doesn't just slip and fall. You're assuming that there's no jam at the line. There's so many things that can go wrong with a goal line fake. And you're basically saying, I'm rolling the dice. And you're kind of hoping for a penalty, maybe, sort of. And it's it's just the only option. It's like when you've got a shot at the goal line and you got to get it in there, when you know you've also got a, another two another play from the two that you're going to have to convert. you got to give me your best two. And the fact that you've got a goal line fade, it means you've got none. What, or we only have one good two-point conversion, that's it. In a college football world where now if you go to overtime, folks, it's common. It's common. The same way the targeting's coming for your team, as I mentioned, that's another thing that triggers me, the targeting. Lack of consistency it's in awful. targeting. It's awful. And how it's called yeah. and how it's adjudicated and all of that stuff or not called. It's coming in overtime in college football is coming. The third overtime is just two point two point conversions. conversions. That's, it. That's it. We're not even running plays anymore from the 10 or the 25. 
It's just two-point conversions. That's it. So you got to have like 10 of them now. And the fact that Auburn ran a goal line fade when they knew they had another one coming. You got to call a play where there's options. Right. That guy covered. There's that guy covered. That guy. And if I'm on the run, you're creating problems for the defense. Don't just stand there and just... And I think they went against Penn State's best defender, too. And here's the worst part about it. It was a terrible throw. I didn't even mention the worst part about it. Came out of a timeout. So we're going to talk it over. And then that's what you come out of the talk over. (laughs) Game over. We're talking it over. Goal line fade. Coaches everywhere at any level. Goal line fade is you're telling your kids and you're telling your fan base, we're, we're out of ideas. Just flip it up there and, and we're just looking at you, quarterback, and looking at you, receiver, go make a play. And everybody else, just, just stand there and watch, just like everybody else. And if something goes wrong, ah, eh, well, we had it. What'd you have? Gosh, do I hate that. And sure enough, they only had two timeouts left after... Penn State got the ball back, and I don't know they're pinned against their own goal line. Well, they flipped it up and got a pass interference penalty. And Auburn had a shot, couldn't come out with it. And big win for Penn State, bro. Yes, indeed. They're now six. Big win for Penn State. six in the nation. Big win for Penn State. Iowa, Penn State. Okay, Big Ten football. I like it. My team putting up a 60-burger on Northern Illinois, but it's great. <laughs> Goal line fade. Stop the madness, please. Akib Talib, more of your phone calls and some injury updates coming up. Did you watch that game? I did. Saturday night? What did. a scene that is. And I can't help but think, man, I hope everybody's healthy. Yeah. 100,000 people waving white pom poms and shirts and whatever. Nuts. It is crazy. It is not, I've yeah. never been anything like that, crazy. but it is crazy. Looking. I know Michigan tried to replicate it with everyone wearing maize mm-hmm. against Washington, and it looked great because that bowl, Michigan's bowl, just goes out, and it's just yeah. straight up. Yeah. And, it's like you know, the Rose they cup about yeah. 10. Well, uh, I think it was like a decade or so, they built these this new press box slash luxury box, this huge wall mm-hmm. that I think keeps some of the sound in a little bit more than before. But. Yeah. That was incredible. Oh, and Alabama and Florida, bro. What a game, man. That was great, too, huh? That was a game, man. Again, Florida I think Alabama, Alabama got Alabama. bored. Alabama got bored. I don't know. They're like, don't this, know. Is, this mean, is a blowout. Yeah. We're going to win. Did you watch the game? Tip yeah. Cap, tip like, cap to Florida's running game, man. Yeah. They ran it down their throat. They did. That one drive, nine, the 99-yard the drive. 99 I know. How many times yeah. that happened against, uh, against uh, Nick Saban? Can't I don't know. That, that was the next time when Alabama went for it on the one. It's just like, why not? Like, what are the odds that they're going to go ninety nine back to back drives? And it was like third. It was third and long when they got yeah. the first to, in their first like you know set of plays when yeah. they took over. It was like, oh, they're one. They're one series and done. And they made it happen. Heck of a game. So does Florida go up in the rankings after losing at home to Alabama? Question. I don't. Think Coastal Carolina keeping on winning. <laughs> I'm serious. Hey, how did how how Oregon do this week? I didn't even... Oh, think. they beat the Stony out of Brook. Okay. Yeah. It was close, though, for a little bit. The Brook out of Stony, I think. All right, so Florida actually stayed. They were 11, right? Yeah. They stayed right at 11. 
you're Coastal Carolina, you're 3-0, and you're like, okay. Ohio right, State, they dropped to 10. Yeah, they, they, they were struggling against Tulsa to come up with that W. Clemson, even though they won, they dropped to 9. Where's Cincinnati? 8. All right. Notre Dame? 10, I think, right? 12. 12. 12. Ole Miss is rising. That Ole. team is fun. Ole Miss. 13. The mighty Mississippi. Lane. Lane's got him scoring everywhere. <laughs> it's 61 points, like early third quarter. You're talking about football, right? I was just going to say. <laughs> Sorry, football. Yeah. Hashtag hey, D's nuts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> <laughs> and you think I'm beating it into the ground. And by it, I mean the bit. The bit. Pause. <laughs> <laughs>